0: Hello, we are on a journey to make our homes all they can be. All that we know God designed them to be and that he'll equip us to do. So come along on the journey. This is A Home That Heals.
1: Hi, I'm Brad, president of Northwest Christian Credit Union and we're proud to be sponsoring this episode of A Home That Heals. At Northwest Christian Credit Union, your financial well-being is our priority. Your Christian values are welcomed and your faith is encouraged. From everyday personal banking, to multi-million dollar church loans to biblically sound investing, Northwest Christian Credit Union is your stewardship partner. We're here to serve with personalized banking in person or online. Northwest Christian Credit Union has been serving the Christian community since 1954. Investing back into our local Christian community is a part of our DNA and believe that healthy homes foster a stronger community. So we are proud to sponsor a home that heals. Visit mynccu.org to explore how membership can benefit you.
0: I'm Brie, and this is my mom, Dee, and we are continuing our conversation from our last podcast about homeschooling, and we have a question that we want to ponder today. Are you your child's number one influencer?
1: When we ended our podcast last time, Brie said something that I thought was rather provocative until I really understood what she was talking about, and that is that every every mom and dad should be homeschooling. And that's kind of taking that idea of homeschooling and putting it into a different context, especially if you're overwhelmed by the idea of trying to actually pull out all the stops, you know, pull your kids out of whatever school situation they're in and completely take over their education. But you made the point that this whole idea of influencing your children, helping them form a worldview is so important that we can't
0: just turn it over to somebody else. Did I hear you right? You did, because there's a lot of influencers right that's a big term that we use for social media now but there's a lot of influencers and influences that are trying to vie for our kids attention and we've got to be number 1 it is clear god has called us to that role and it can seem a little daunting it can seem a little overwhelming and if you're feeling that if i if i scared you at all <laughs> last time i want to encourage you today because there are simple profound things that we can start doing with our kids that will put us back in that place put us Back in that role that God designed for us, and no one else,
1: and that is really countercultural. Mm. So let me tell you, this, this whole season is about raising our kids a, in a countercultural way. And if you think about it, it is so young now that peers become their number one influence. Mm. That I, I I've seen it in my own classroom. I've seen it with my own kids. You know, your younger brother and you. You know, I remember a friend once told me, "You have them till they're twelve, and then." It's all over. You know, the, the the peer influence is huge. That was way back when you were little. I would say now it's younger and younger. And so being able to capture that um, kind of seems impossible because the culture is doing something so different. But you have some great ideas. And you've seen it work not only in your home, but in the home of your friends, too. So I, mm-hmm. want, I want to hear what you have to say. What, what, what's your number one tip?
0: My number one tip, which you might not be surprised if you have listened to this podcast very long, but my number one tip is to read the Bible with your kids. I believe so strongly that that is the best way to begin a transformation in your home and in your life and in your kids' life. If you have never picked up the Bible before, if you have never read it through with your kids, let alone maybe yourself, don't be discouraged because all you have to do is read it alongside them, learn alongside them. If you really want to, you know, especially some of those names, (laughs) make sure you know how to say them. I love my Bible app because. Because I can listen to it being read to me. I can think about it. I can hear the words. I can, I can ponder on it. I can pray about it before I read it to my kids. But there is so much richness that happens when you open up the Word of God and you begin reading it as a family, let alone, you know, there's just there's so many things to learn. You know, talk about if you're struggling with your kids fighting, It's in the Bible. Mm -hmm. If you're struggling with your kids being envious and that's mine, guess what? It's in the Bible. And then they're miraculously cured, right? Well, no, they are not, (laughs) but it opens up those conversations, right? Yeah. It opens up those opportunities to talk about, hey, is this something we're struggling as a family with right now? What does God's word say about it? What What's the remedy? How can we heal this part of our family that is really kind of going down a bad path right now and we don't want it to? Um, it's all in there. And it comes up. What I love, the more I've gotten into the word of God and I've, I've read it, God is so gracious to us because he knows we have short-term memory loss that it is in there over and over and over again. And so it is amazing to me how I'll be reading through um, the Bible and there is, there's something that we're just struggling with as a family and it pops up. And then a few days later, it pops up again in our reading plan. So I just encourage wow. you, start there. And I I can testify. I can say I've really
1: seen it work. And we've talked about this in another podcast, but I was skeptical when she first started reading from Genesis and she was going to read all the way through, maybe skipping a little bit here and there, as you said, with some of the genealogies and all that. But still, the power of that. And I learned something, and that is do not underestimate your child's spiritual capacity. Mm. I hope I can say that again. Do not underestimate your child's spiritual capacity. I feel bad as a mom to my two kids that I underestimated that when you were kids. I thought I had to read really dumbed down little kids books so that they would get it. But man, I have seen the power, honey. And and I would agree with you. I think that has to be your number one tip because I've seen it work.
0: Mm. Well, I, I've been so encouraged because I really have realized how, even just in my own life, it's not t- typically a behavior issue, a time management issue, a lot of times it's a heart issue. And God's Word really does reveal what's going on, and if we allow the Holy Spirit to do that work and transform us and transform our kids, it's an amazing way to grow that connection together and um, to really begin to become that, that primary educator in your child's life. So the other,
1: the other thing is, is that, you know, you were talking about, you know, homeschooling and the way that you're doing it now. But you've learned so many things about that learning alongside your child, too, that stretches into almost anything they could be interested in.
0: My oh, my I'm amazed at how curious my kids are and how if if I sit in front of them and I try to teach them and try to teach them a new skill or or, you know, read out of a history book. Uh, they pretty soon get like the glazed over eyes <laughs> they, they know what I'm doing they know I'm trying to teach them but if I go out in the woods with them and just am curious about nature and and how something you know was created and and why it works that way and then we start asking questions that's a whole different type of scenario They are engaged they they're curious with me they want to figure it out too or if we see a news story you know, that pops up and and I start asking questions and seem really curious about it and want to learn about it too. All of a sudden, they are totally on board. Let's Mm. learn. Let's figure this out. I want to figure that out too. And so, be curious with your kids and you'll be amazed at what happens. Now, this, for me, it has been a saving grace as a homeschool mom, you know, because No longer do I have to stand in front of a whiteboard and, you know, really play that teacher role that, you know, you envision in the traditional school. But now I I get to come alongside them and we get to learn together and we get to have a lot of fun. Same thing, though, if your kids are in traditional school. If there are things that you want to teach them that, you know, go beyond the scope of what they're learning about in class, or you know that they're learning about a certain time in history— Ask them questions. Ask them to, even if you know the answer, ask them to tell you what they're learning about. And 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 if they aren't quite sure or they say nothing, then then say then let's let's learn more about it. Let's figure it out. Let's find a documentary. Let's find a really good book that we can dive into that brings it to life, and learn alongside of them so that they feel like you're not just trying to like you know mm-hmm. lord over them and and teach them some new skill, but. That you're on an adventure. You're on an adventure with them. Well, you're modeling your
1: own curiosity, which I think is huge. Mm -hmm. So when you do that, excuse me, you are saying this great quote that I love, um, so when you're doing that, you're saying this great quote that I love, it's that the mind is not a vessel to be filled, but a fire to be kindled. Mm. i always loved that. Oh, you know, I teach life quote. skills and I always teach, I teach my high school students, curiosity is a life skill. And so you really can't do anything better than that. But modeling it is huge, babe. I think that's one of the things that I see you doing more and more with them, actually. Mm,
0: yeah. Yeah. It, it has been really fun. And I, It relieves a lot of pressure off my shoulders, too, because I was a um, very average student (laughs) and I don't think my parent-teacher conferences usually went very well because I, I, I wasn't a super engaged learner as I grew up. And there's a lot of things I don't remember. There's a lot of things that I just let go in one ear and out the other. And so to not have to feel like I have to have all the answers, Mm -hmm. but to just realize that actually learning alongside them is one of the best ways that I can teach them. I can model for them, just as you said, how to learn and how to love learning. That's teaching them skills that they really need, that they're going to need for the rest of their lives. So that's an encouragement. You
1: mentioned last time that you now have more time to to do that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And then I would imagine that that translates then into finding a little bit more out about what really does get their fire lit, Mm -hmm. you know, their interests, the things that they want to do, and then trying to find those things that you have in common. Mm -hmm. Any ideas along those lines about how you can really be that student of your child that we talk about so often Mm -hmm. and figure out what on earth gets their it's their juices flowing.
0: Oh, that, I know for me, I would much rather learn math, you know, in a way that interests me. Um, Something that I've always realized is how I love music, and math is everywhere in music. And why I didn't take the time to figure out math in music more, I don't know because I probably would have been a much better math student. And so finding those things that my kids love, one of my kids just loves building. And so him and his dad are really working on geometry and algebra and all of these different skills that he's going to need in his life through building and it is fun too because dad knows what he's learning about in his homeschool and so he's you know just bolstering up everything that i'm teaching inside the home he is teaching out in the shop and so my son is getting to see oh hey that math that i just learned that mom was just working with me on I am using it because how many times do we sit there in class? I know I grew up sitting there in class (laughs) thinking, when on earth am I ever going to use this? Well, I get to show my kids how they're going to use it. I get to show them, you know, this is not just paperwork. This is real life. This is how you're going to use it. And, you know, when you said that, I just started taking a weaving
1: class uh, just last weekend. And I'm hoping one of the kids will like weaving because, you know, we've got these alpacas. We kind of need to make it, you know. We want to do something with all that beautiful fiber. Mm-hmm. And she kept saying over and over again in the class, weaving is math. Oh, <laughs> and really? Yes, there's a lot of math involved. But as a grandma now, I started thinking along those lines. Oh, mm-hmm. this could be a cool way to teach them some of this math and mm-hmm. how it works and to actually say, okay... We need to do some division here, so help me out. Let's think. What is fifty-six divided by you know whatever? And um, and it might help this old brain kind of remember those things too. <laughs> so, you you your extended family, in addition to your husband, I think will start thinking of those ways mm-hmm. that they can also teach a little bit, which is fun.
0: Yeah. And that kind of goes back to the practicality of it. One thing I noticed with my kids is that there were practical skills that they were not being able to apply into real life. And one of those for um, my oldest son is he was great at math. He was, you know, acing all of his math tests. But he, you know, if, if I gave him money and he went to the store to buy something, he couldn't quite figure out how much money he needed to buy it, how much money he would need to get in return. And so we started really implementing in our home a a money management system. Listen to this, because this
1: is good. I am so envious that I didn't think of this when I was still a mom of young kids.
0: Well, part of it was, honestly, it checked off a lot of boxes for us. I was so sick and tired of my kids complaining about doing chores. I was so sick and tired of my kids complaining that they couldn't have screen time or they couldn't have that soda or I didn't run through the coffee shop and get them a chocolate milk, whatever it was, that I was trying to figure out how do we solve these problems, but then also how do we help them figure out how to manage money? And I will say Dave Ramsey, he has a great little um, you know series out for the junior, you know. Um, oh, yeah. The, they, they love transi- those books. They yeah. love the books. And so we were also reading those. So I, I have to give some credit there because I, I thought, man, yeah, I really want my kids to understand how to, you know, put aside money for spending, saving, and to give. And how do we do all this? So we really implemented a a great system for their chores, you know, so that they knew how they could earn money. And I have this big old spreadsheet on, you know, all the different chores that they could do inside the house, outside the house, and how much they could earn for it. And then we have payday. Uh, And at the end of the week, they have to add up their chores and they have to um, take that to their dad, their banker, (laughs) um, who will pay them. And then they have to figure out how much to—they have percentages that they're required to put into giving and saving, and then the rest they get to keep if they want. Some have you know, big items that they are saving for, so they'll go ahead and put a little more into savings. Or sometimes people um, or kiddos have wanted to put more into giving because there's a, a sponsored child that they're wanting to get the birthday gift for that month or something like that. And that's been neat to see. But now, all of a sudden, they understand money management so much more. And they understand how money works and how it's exchanged and how they can save. But I, my favorite <laughs> is I also have implemented that if they want to watch a show, if they want to watch a movie, if they want to have computer time, if they want a soda, that's on them. They have to pay for it. And so we have a price point for each of those things that they have to pay for screen time. They have to pay for all those things. And I don't have to argue with them. If they have the money and they've completed their schoolwork and those kinds of things, then they can do it. And if they don't, then they don't. And it has eliminated so many arguments in our home, which has been awesome. It's been neat to see but they are learning they are learning every single day as they're sitting up there looking at the chores because they know they want to earn this much money they're doing math and so it is really really fun to see how we've been able to you know implement this one thing into our home that just helps us across the board and our kids are learning and growing and it's fun and engaged and again they're coming to mom and dad and they are realizing wow i I'm learning a lot of practical skills from mom and dad. At least hopefully one day they they think that. Maybe they don't think that right now. I think they're starting to get the hang of that. But what I've really loved is how
1: it's eliminated those arguments, as you said, about sodas and screen time and Mm -hmm. all of those things that, I mean, you have to be very consistent, though. I will say that she's very consistent because if you give in one time, or they kind of figured out maybe they could go do an end run with Grandma, you know. And I do. I mean, I kind of I don't make them pay for every single thing, but I've noticed how they. You're
0: not a tyrant like I am. I, well,
1: I don't have to be. Yeah. But grandma. but I do try not to spoil them. I don't. I don't want to be that grandma. Honestly, I don't. I, I used to want to be, but I've kind of learned that that undermines what they're trying to do. So that's yeah. that's it too. So it's been fun to watch that all come together. And then those practical skills that you said, um, the, the money thing, we, we should do a YouTube channel thing on that. So you can actually see her chart and stuff. So it's not overly complicated, no. but you have to be consistent. Yeah, You have to have cash on hand. <laughs> I know yeah. that they like to get paid. Oh, they, they look forward to payday.
0: Oh yeah. They, they don't let payday pass without <laughs> making sure we get that down. Yet again, I want to circle back around. You were made for this. Mm-hmm. You were made for your child. You know their strengths, you know their weaknesses. And if you don't, then go to God in prayer. Ask Him, Lord, help me understand what my kid is struggling with. Help me see that area that they really need some extra help. Help me see that place where I need to step up as their main educator, and uh, where maybe I've, I've handed that over, and it's time for me to reclaim it. And, and He's gonna equip you with the knowledge for that. Seek Him in His Word, seek Him in your prayer life, and and he will answer your prayers he will come he will equip you because i got to tell you mama i am the last person that you would ever think could do this and he he did he came through for me and he has blessed our family because of it mm-hmm. i am so abundantly blessed i never thought that i would ever be sitting here telling people that homeschool is a wonderful thing and sharing with you all the blessings yet alone also reminding you that if if you're not pulling your child out of a traditional school and and completely you know doing all of the education at home you still can homeschool Mm -hmm. you still can teach them and help them grow and enrich their life in such a beautiful wonderful way you can do this you were made for this yeah and you have
1: a helper you know, you're not in it alone. You really do have a helper. And I think it can take so many different forms. That's the beautiful thing. You can get ideas from Bree. We can get ideas from you. Mm. How have you figured out? Because life is busy. It is so, so hard sometimes to find that time and it's easy for that time to get away from us so please share your ideas things that you're doing and if you have questions you know it's fun to it's fun to pick each other's brain i really love hearing her because you know here she's my daughter but sitting here i'm learning things about what she's doing that i didn't know until this episode so i might have a few more questions of my own but we hope that you're blessed by just knowing that as we face this culture that again is trying to have such an influence on our kids. There is hope and there is a way. We started this whole idea of a home that heals by saying with God, there's got to be a way. And we can say today with absolute confidence, yes, indeed, with God, there's got to be a way.
0: We hope you are encouraged by this podcast. If you are, would you share it with a friend? Share it with somebody who maybe needs a little encouragement that's feeling overwhelmed and they want to know that God will equip them to create a home that heals. We are on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube and all you have to do is type in a home that heals and you should find us. Until next time, we pray for you. We encourage you. God is good. He is faithful and he will equip you. A Home That Heals is produced in partnership with 89.5 KTSY. To find out more about them, go to ktsy.org.